What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey there, my name is Daniel Doss and I lead worship at the Battlefield Campus here at New Vision. And I want to welcome you here to the New Vision podcast. Today we are in 2 Samuel chapter 3 and uh, it's quite some... It's quite an episode. If you're into binging TV shows, this would be one in a line of great shows because um, there's a lot of a lot happening here, from deception to uh, loyalty, changes, um, murder, all the things you would expect to see in a show about war. And Second Samuel chapter three says this. I'm going to read from New Living, just the first couple verses. The whole chapter. I want to encourage you to go read. Yourself. I'm not going to read the entire passage um, for time's sake. But the beginning of it says this, and it sets us up for what's about to happen. 2 Samuel chapter 3, it says, That was the beginning of a long war between those who were loyal to Saul and those loyal to David. As time passed, David became stronger and stronger, and Saul's dynasty became weaker and weaker. And then he goes on to list sons that were born to David uh, during that time. So basically, it just set us up to say, hey, we're, they're entering a long time of war. And some things I'm noticing from this passage today are that war causes casualties. As, as you read through this chapter, there are multiple casualties, significant ones, ones that, um, you know, generals within the, um, the families of um, Saul and David. And one in particular is Abner. That's the one that this chapter has to do with. Abner was growing strong. Tells The scripture tells us he was growing strong within the house of Saul. He was very loyal to the house of Saul. But then one day, uh, one of Saul's sons, Ishbosheth, uh, for whatever reason, whether this is true or not, we don't know. Scripture doesn't tell us. But he accuses Abner of sleeping with one of Saul's concubines. And uh, and that really gets to Abner. He is feels disrespected that he was accused of that. Now, he might be feeling guilty because he did that, or also he might just be angry because he's innocent and he was accused of it. And the fact that he was accused, it sounds as though it was beneath him and he was appalled that such an accusation was made. Um, as a result, as a result, he flipped sides, basically. He, he says, it's time for the rule of David. Because Abner had become powerful within the house of Saul. He had uh, people that he led, and he had, um, you know, he had done great things and was becoming powerful. So he decides to set up a meeting with David and go talk to David and says, hey, it's time. He actually, before then, he goes to the elders. So um, he understands uh, military, that, that, that battles aren't simply one on the battlefield. He goes and talks to the elders first and and makes sure that they, they're on board, you know, and say, hey, here's what I'm about to do. And then he goes and he talks to David. David holds a feast for him. He, he sends a messenger and says, hey, here's what I'd like to do. And I'm basically coming to you to talk about 
what could be and is helping establish you as king. So obviously Abner had some massive power. He was a swing state, <laughs> if you will, uh, since we're in a voting season right now. He had a lot of power. And so um, he went and talked to David and David agreed. Now, in the meantime, Joab, um, one of David's um, military men, had just come back from a um, from a battle and he was he found out that Abner was there and he was tore up about it that David let him go. He was like, why'd you do that? Don't you realize Abner is with the house of Saul and he's here to deceive you? And and so Joab gets angry and he leaves and he goes and deceives Abner and murders him. Now, we don't really know if Abner, who he was truly loyal to at this point. Like the Bible does not say, you know, he is definitely for David. He might have been there to deceive him. Joab might have been correct. Uh, we don't really know. It looks as though Abner was angry enough with Saul and his son Ishbosheth that he's going to be like, I'm going to show you. And David's the winning team now, so I'm going to go jump on board with them. So that might have been the case. But either way, there was um, there was not trust on the side of David. David seems to be trusting Abner. Um, but Joab does not. And in an effort to be loyal to David and maintain their power in the house of David, Joab murders Abner um, to remove any doubt of his potential disloyalty, which obviously he was con convinced of. Um, David, as a result, mourns deeply for Abner. And uh, so he has a, he fasts and he, um, mourns and weeps and um, yeah and and he he actually says we are I'm not going to be held accountable for this we are guiltless is the word he used we are guiltless in this um, but it is Joab and the house of Joab that will bear the brunt of this um, this guilt for murdering Abner so there's just a lot here and I come back to this idea there are always casualties in war um even uh, Michael, uh, which is uh, one of David's wives, requested um, that in order to, um, for even a, a, uh, a meeting to take place, to, to negotiate, a negotiation, he wanted his wife, Michael, to be Saul's daughter, to be brought back to him. And, and here's just a little moment where Palti um, is Michael's, husband at that point and and it says that he followed along behind her weeping as he went and so she had married or palti had married michael and so she's being torn away from her new husband back to david which reality is palti probably just had one wife and it was probably michael whereas david had many and so this insignificant seemingly insignificant verse here about palti how he is affected by the actions of these higher-ups of war. There's casualties in war. And I think about wars we wage, and that's where I want to turn it for you. What kind of war are you waging right now? What relationships are you straining because of pride, because of um, arrogance, because of 
um, false accusations or just being appalled that someone would treat you a certain way, what sort of circumstances are you tempted to set in place or maybe you already have set these um, actions in place that are turning things in ways that aren't really of God? You know, this passage here describes what happened. Um, it doesn't necessarily say, the Bible isn't really weighing in on whether it was good or not. Um, but they're actions of people that are warring against each other and caught within a war. And uh, so what war are you caught in today? Are you causing a war? That's a very dangerous place to be in when you make it your um, aim to whether it's retaliate or whether it's to um, stir something up where you feel like you've been wronged or you deserve something or you didn't get something and or you see someone else that has something you wish you had, whether it's a relationship or an opportunity or um, just even finances. I don't know. You're trying to hurt them. Um, I have um, a close friend of mine who uh, was doing really well in business and then an old college friend, I put quotes around friend because that friend was no longer a friend by the way he acted. He came and um, took business out from under him in a very backhanded way. And um, and it, it put a hurting on his family, uh, my friend's family. And um, it just didn't make sense that, that they would do something like this to him. And I just think, well, he was probably really jealous of my friend um, because of what he had attained and what he had. And so, um, because he didn't truly benefit from it. All it really did was hurt my friend. And I just think there's, there are casualties in war. There are casualties of relationships. Um, there are casualties of dreams. Um, and most of the time, when people get what they think they want, it doesn't add up. It doesn't fulfill. Joab killed Abner, murdered him. Did he get what he wanted? I think not, because he got the disdain of the king. And here's one final thought before we go today. As I'm reading this, at the tail end of the passage, it says this. Um, uh, and the king David said to his officials, Don't you realize that a great commander has fallen today in Israel? Even though I am anointed the king, these two sons of Zerulah, Zeruiah, Joab and Abishai, are too strong for me to control. So may the Lord repay these evil men for their evil deeds. So this is the future king of Israel. He's been anointed as king, yet he's not been established yet, and they're still warring with the house of Saul. But this is really significant for us. Are too strong for me to control. David was a powerful dude. Powerful men did things for David on his behalf before he was even established as king. He was a powerful Man, but he admitted here, these two are too strong for me to control. So I think um, this final thought today is war creates casualties, yes. But also, you are not in control. As I speak, the Powerball is $1.8 billion, the lottery. The Powerball lottery is $1.8 billion dollars. Zero people listening to this right now have any concept of what it is really like to have that sort of money. But what I do know is about everyone listening to this, 
has some sense deep inside, whether they'd admit it or not, that a lot of problems would be solved if they had that money. That they would be able to control a lot more in their life if they had that sum of money. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is completely false and it's an illusion. Power, money, fame are all illusions. And we fight and we fight and we fight. Why, why, why? I don't know. I don't know. But um, today on this day, let's take a, let's take just some moments and consider that war causes casualties and that we are not in control. And so the end of the matter is this, as Solomon, the, the wise one, said as he was old and full of years, the end of the matter is this, is to love the Lord and serve him and fear the Lord. And, and that's what we need to do. We have to trust in him with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding slash conniving slash um, creating of circumstances we wished were, were uh, in our power. Release control and trust the Lord and follow his lead. Um, so this is a heavy passage and uh, I hope that uh, it's, uh, it can bring some hope in you today and that you can release any sort of responsibility you think you need to have over your circumstances and trust the Lord with them because you cannot control everything and you probably control much less than you realize. Let me pray for us. God, I, I look to you. My eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. My friends, wherever they're listening from, uh, I pray that their, <clears throat> the eyes of their heart would, would look at you. Consider your massiveness, your bigness, your um, utter overwhelmingness of everything we know is reality. I, I ask that you would overwhelm our spirit and our heart um, with an understanding that we are not in control and that you are in control and that you are for us and your arms are open to us. God, I'm sorry for times I've tried to manipulate situations where I have acted out of anger and tried to prove something to somebody instead of just letting you handle whatever that person has done to me. God, I, I confess that daily I need to lay down my pride and, and I acknowledge that you are God and your ways are much higher than mine and your ways are better than mine. Your ideas are better, your future is better and at the end of the day, what control do I have? much less than I realize. So I confess all that to you. I pray for my friends today as they're listening. Their hearts would be set on you. They would um, acknowledge any sort of control they're trying to exhibit that you did not ordain or call them into. And I pray that they would release that control completely to you. I pray for our relationships with our friends, with our family that we would not let pride get in the way, that we would lead with hearts that are open 
really love others the way you love them and accept the love that you've, you're loving us with. You're a good God. We trust in you. Amen. Join us tomorrow as we continue through 2 Samuel. Blessings on today. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.